And welcome back to Poor Life Decision. I'm Chris. And live from the streets of Bel Air, I'm the Fresh Princess. Oh, wow. Okay. Hey, <laughs> have, have you done that thing where you Google Fresh Prince? Yeah. I love that cute. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's why I'm that. <laughs> so, guys, um, when you get a chance, Google Fresh Prince of Bel Air and then click the uh, car tag on the right corner, on the right side. And you have a friend surprise. And it flips into the funny. And, and then at some point, hit the backspace button. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> fun, fun, fun. Well, Zoya, what all you got going on? Huh. So, I, we talked about this a little bit before this show, but um, I am trying to decide if I want to buy this year, buy a condo. And y'all, the stress. I'm telling you. <laughs> It's just, it's like, you know, this is a decision that you're going to be stuck with for a minute. Um, and so is it a decision what you want? I don't have money for dream home money, <laughs> dream homes. <laughs> so I got to, you know, work within the space I got. But I think I've, I've gotten a little bit better about it. I kind of have my peace. I figured out that, you know, I need to do what, you know, be in a place where I feel I can make a difference. Yeah. And so I am less stressed about it. I just want them to stop asking me for stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they literally uh, want your mother's birth certificate, time of birth. Like, they want everything. Somebody asked me for my social security card. And I'm like, y'all lucky that I'm OCD and know where that is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, um, I give everybody the same advice, just... Be sure that this is something that you really want because the process is harrowing. And I love my house. I, I I really do. But buying a house was not on my radar. If it was up to me, I probably wouldn't have. I just wasn't really interested, but my mom kind of pushed me into it. I hate when parents try to make you adult. Like, listen, back mm -hmm. off. <laughs> but um, <laughs> so, you know, I, so, and I'm going to be honest, sometimes I do like when I had to buy a whole new heating and cooling system, I was a little resentful. Like I didn't want this in the first place, but <laughs> the good definitely outweigh the bad. I mean, it's peaceful, everything in here, mine. So that's all. I mean, I love not having to share a wall with someone. Um, <laughs> that is amazing. <laughs> so yeah, but I, I do um, just be sure it's what you want. But you'll when you find a place that you're happy with, you'll know it and you'll love it. Yeah. Otherwise, what have I been doing? Um, I got into Meerkat Manor again. <laughs> they really be telling these whole Meerkat's lives. Like it was like this mom that was like pregnant and she wanted to eat this like millipede, and she was like, and millipedes they have a way they like do some kind of thing to make them gross and she's like nah I'm hungry gonna have to do it so she was like rolling in in the stand <laughs> and then her now, daughter what is was behind this? her trying to get some meerkat manor it's on discovery channel on discovery okay 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 it took yeah, me a second yeah. listen yeah. <laughs> I love I so I've never watched meerkat manor but I have watched some of the other like animal shows and I love them and it's like it's like they have personalities and you can like, <laughs> like they're real people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the, her daughter was trying to get a, a snack and she's like, oh, now nah, like, <laughs> get my way. I need to eat. <laughs> I'm going to check it out. I've, I'm, I'm familiar, but I've never watched it. I can't remember the name of yeah. the one that I loved. I can't remember the name of it. 
<laughs> yeah, so that's what I've been doing with my life. Um, my drink for today is a lavender gin fizz. Mm. And so remember how we had all of that lavender syrup? Mm-hmm. So, of course, the sugar had crystallized up there. So I was like, <laughs> James, just open it. <laughs> and so... He finally he got it open for me, and so that's what we're drinking today. Oh, that sounds so refreshing. <laughs> I should have done something with lavender, but alas, I am lazy. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I really haven't been doing um that much today. I meant this week. Um, today I had my first mammogram. I did not want to do it. (laughs) I was like, I'm not old enough to have a mammogram. And my doctor was like, well, you do need to go ahead and get a baseline one. And she's like, and everything will be fine. And as long as there are no issues, you won't have to, um, you know, do it again for a while, for a few more years. And I was like, okay. Um, Also, in that conversation, did you know that, like, they don't make you come for pap smears every year anymore? Mm-hmm. I I didn't know that so I've had um, some inconclusive ones so because of that I still have to go every year so I thought everybody was mm-hmm. going every year and she's like no <laughs> that's just you <laughs> so yeah mm-hmm. um, so anyway I did that today um, so I knew not to wear deodorant because um, when I was in high school I used to hang film at the hospital and I, they used to send me in there to give the women little wipes and stuff to tell them to wipe the deodorant off. So I knew not to wear deodorant. However, I didn't know, like, not to wear lotion or anything. So, baby, these titties was shea buttered down, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was glistening and everything. <laughs> and I was like, I was telling my friends, I wanted to look in quotation marks I wanted to look nice for the tech like I didn't want her I didn't want her to have to deal with ashy titties <laughs> so she was like and and when you get ready to have one let me just tell you they do everything. oh I've had one so like oh, oh well you know so she like picked my boob up and she was like ooh she's like you're a little slippery <laughs> and I was like oh yeah sorry <laughs> she's like no you smell so lovely so anyway we wiped me down we got some wipes and wiped me down (laughs) and got it done (laughs) yeah so a few years ago I had a scare and really it's like I get cysts close to my skin but it feels like Mm -hmm. a lump so I went and uh it's ghetto zero out of ten did I recommend like like the place was real nice it was a place just for it but I was just like we can't figure out any other way to detect things but smushing, smushing them between two plates. <laughs> and you can tell that they go out of their way. Because this was a place, again, that was just for it. And mm-hmm. you can tell that they really went out of their way to make it, you know, lush and woman-friendly. Everything was like this plush peach and gold and pink and everything's fluffy yeah. and frilly. It smelled so nice in there. And then you smushing the shit out of my titties. <laughs> right. <laughs> but anyway, right. I'm glad that's over with. Um, So I will tell you what's been bringing me joy. Now, I don't know if I've mentioned this before, but I like to watch uh, wig tutorials on YouTube. Um, I have never laid a lace wig in my life. But I watch so many videos, I feel like I can. I'm sure I can. Just trust me on this. But lately, I have been loving watching YouTubes on girls trying on cheap Amazon wigs. It is the best. And I love it. And a lot of times, the wigs look good. Like, the wigs look good a lot of times. It's the whole point of it. Now, sometimes Mm -hmm. it's a hot mess. And sometimes Mm -hmm. the girls have to do, like, some work to it to make it look good. But that is my new joy, watching reveals of cheap amazon wigs and i'm gonna i'm gonna order me a couple of them uh send me that because i do i do have a lot of cheap amazon wigs but i've kind of gotten in the groove of what i like especially headband wigs that's my fave listen (laughs) save the day um so what i'm drinking (laughs) because i am lazy (laughs) i am drinking a cranberry and tequila (laughs) 
<laughs> so that is lazy. <laughs> so let me tell you. Let me tell you because I've I've told y'all my process before. I usually just Google a few things that I know I have and see what kind of recipes pop up. So I Googled um, cranberry and tequila because I had that, and I mean I have I have I have the other staples, but you know I was you know, and several things popped up. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Stop! Yeah. <laughs> my alarm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um. Why do you have an alarm for five fifty-two p.m.? <laughs> Just in case I fell asleep before it was time to pod. Because <laughs> you know that happened once before. Like I fell asleep. Doyen was like, I woke up and my phone had like fifty thousand messages, and Doyen was like, "Where are you?" Like shit, I fell asleep. So after that point. <laughs> Like, as soon on pie days, I just always set an alarm just in case I fall asleep. <laughs> <laughs> so, anywho, um, they had plenty of recipes, but of course, my eyes fell on. It said, uh, cranberry tequila cocktail. So, I clicked it, and it was literally cranberry juice and tequila and, like, a lemon wedge. <laughs> Does so, it have a name, at least, or is it just cranberry it tequila? Said, it said cranberry tequila cocktail. That's what it said. Oh, Lord. They did have a really good cranberry. It was a cranberry Mexican mule. And so because it was a Mexican mule, they used tequila. I'm going to try that one one day. I didn't have any ginger beer. And I almost went ahead and did it because I do have some um, ginger ale. But I thought, I don't want to mess it up. I want to do it right. So I'm proud of this was a solid decision. <laughs> Anyways, and I bet you it was just a regular ginger ale. It wasn't even the bowl. No, it is the bowl, and I don't like the bowl, (laughs) which is probably why I still have it. It is the bowl. I bought it. I forgot Uh, that I didn't like it. You like it? I've never had it. Don't buy it. It tastes regular when you drink it. You're like, this ain't bowl. And the next thing you know, it punches you in the throat. It's weird. (laughs) It's weird. Like, mm -mm. mm-mm. (laughs) Mm-mm. Alrighty, so we're going to move along to our current events. So, we always talk about Florida Man, but have you met Texas Man? (laughs) (laughs) Texas Man sues Gwyneth Paltrow's goop over alleged vagina candle explosion. And I'm here to tell you, it was all his fault. So, uh, the candle clearly said, just burn it for two hours. He burned it for, you know three hours and then it exploded <laughs> and so i'm like why are you wasting the good tax worlds i mean not tax but the law world's time i just want to give him my support because first of all i detest goop don't ask me why i cannot give you a reason i do not like I, mean, I don't either i do not like gwyneth i i probably could give you a reason but um so i just want to support him in all of his endeavors also <laughs> What candle says only burn two hours? I have never in my life seen that. Like most of the candles that I buy say to burn at least three to four hours to get the fragrance going. I have never in my life seen a candle that said just two hours. What kind of what kind of shady shit they doing over there at Goop? Boycott Goop. Yeah. I mean, this is a vagina scented candle. How long, How long? Does it smell vagina? <laughs> This is true. This is true. And while he probably doesn't have a case, since it clearly said, and um, I think they even said, like, the candle has it on it in several places, you know, warnings or whatever. So since it's clearly there, he probably does it. But I just want to offer him my moral support. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, child. Okay, so next up... (laughs) Young Miami asked Nicki Minaj to unblock her on Instagram. (laughs) So, um, after releasing uh, Beam Me Up Scotty on several platforms, Young Miami was like, can you unblock me on Instagram? (laughs) And she became the number one topic on Twitter. (laughs) Listen, I love it. I love it. And one thing... um, I love is that the things that people were saying about her, she was retweeting it. 
Like, I wouldn't have seen it had she not been retweeting it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love a queen who knows. <laughs> <laughs> She's a mess. Yeah. So basically, maybe the reason she was blocked was there was a 2018 interview on The Breakfast Club. <sighs> so messy as Charlemagne. I don't like him. No, <laughs> As young Miami as she would ever <laughs> work with Nicki Minaj. And she said she wanted to stay away from the question. And she was very much Team Cardi. And, um, yeah, so maybe that's why she got blocked. But I'm just like, you don't have multiple accounts where I mean, you can watch the I people feel... who blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, right? But also, I feel like that was a very... Doy, who blocked you? <laughs> Oh, real life people. Exes. Oh yeah. Okay. 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 I, I thought about it after I said it. Okay. But um, like to me, she answered the question well. She didn't want to be in the middle of that. Car- Cardi, they're on the same label, so you know. Mm-hmm. And like she said, Cardi had been supportive of them. Um, so I really like the fact that, and then they tried to bring up one of her old tweets and use it against her. And she retweeted it herself and was like, girl, I know. (laughs) I love it. I love a queen who can, you know, enjoy a little shade that is thrown in her direction. Um, Mm -hmm. I do want to take a second to say how excited I was to get Beam Me Up, Scotty. So, of course, I already have it, but I had it on my iPod. So now that it's really Apple <laughs> Music, I can have it on my phone and I don't have to, you know. Um, and she did toss a few new songs on there. But I was like, I'm not going to be up all night listening to shit I already know. And what I did was up all night listening to shit I already know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. So I'm aware that it happened. And I asked somebody, I was like, have you listened? And she's like, it's just the stuff from the mixtape. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh. <laughs> so I would get to it. I just haven't gotten now, to it. Now now Doyen, listen. Listen. It, it is a part of black girl culture. You got to know the lyrics to Itty Bitty Piggy. I think I ended the show with Itty Bitty Piggy last week because the, it was released after we recorded. I think I did. I don't remember. Mm-hmm. I know I picked something off that um mixtape, but I don't remember what it was. But anywho, you gotta listen to Itty Bitty Piggy. And learn the words to itty bitty piggy. Yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> I love giving doing assignments. <laughs> and I'm a teacher's pet, so I have to. Do it. <laughs> okay, next up. So Naomi Campbell. Actually, that kind of reminds me of a thing that I realize I love. I love watching watching architectural digests of celebrity homes mm-hmm. on YouTube. And so I just watched Naomi Campbell's home in Kenya and it's like it's like it's like outside but it has a roof over it. It's just so ah. open and airy and fresh. But mm. she is now a mommy Yay. and she is a grandma. Congrats Naomi. And she is about to serve some looks. Listen. <laughs> <laughs> this little girl <laughs> oh, like we thought blue ivy no like just wait till this child starts kindergarten okay oh god <laughs> flawless I can't wait I can't wait and for some reason I imagine a baby with like a full weave yes like her yes. and I'm like yes, yes. <laughs> have you been babies have their own hair have you but... been seeing this trend of people like posting pictures of their babies with full teeth no, that's wrong. It is wrong, and it is weird looking. <laughs> and when you said that about the wig, it made me think about that. Yeah, it's a thing. I think it's a filter of some kind because everybody's doing yeah. it. Yeah, I think it's a Snapchat filter. Oh, okay. I've seen it on dogs too. Oh, uh-uh. so, um, next up, bestseller baby. Mm. So, our our dear sweet baby Kavia has released a book. Even though she does not have to know how to write. When you're a queen, <laughs> you, ain't you, know. you ain't gotta know. You ain't gotta know when you're a queen. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Um, you know, I'm sure much like hopefully you follow her on Instagram mm-hmm. as I do. I love her. Just the looks that she She's has. She's my role model. Just love her. Yeah. Her no game is but, strong. Right. 
<laughs> you saw the one that was like the cuddle challenge. Yes. <laughs> and she went like, like Gabby knew better. <laughs> Gabby is legit her groupie, she and she puts her in a place all the time. <laughs> she, is. she was like, like she was happy sitting there eating the snack watching whatever they were watching and when Gabby tried to move in for the cuddle she was like no <laughs> <laughs> I love it I love it so uh, in the book Shade is the superpower of the main character sending an important message to kids that it's okay to reject behavior from others that you're not okay with and I love it I love it because how often do we make little kids hug somebody you know that they don't want to hug and stuff like that I mm-hmm. love it I love it. I'm going to buy it and read it to Roxy. <laughs> who also <laughs> is not I was she. about to say, I feel like Roxy's no game is also very strong. <laughs> yes. I love Kavia. I love her to death. Um, And I love when she's like, if they have something and she wants it, she's like, no, it's Cobbs. <laughs> it's it's Cobbs. Like, it's, it's like, what are you doing? <laughs> I just love her to death. And I love the yes. way that they are raising their children. Um, Dwayne Wade was on um, this YouTube show called I Am Athlete. I actually think it's a podcast, but I watch it on YouTube because <sighs> <laughs> they're all former athletes. That's another woman's husband. <laughs> well, I'm not even talking about Dwayne. I'm not talking about him. Oh. The, but the, the host of the show are all former athletes. I don't know nothing about no athletics, okay? But all I'm going to say is, choo-choo. You know, I thought about putting something about the playoffs in here just to throw you off. Because, you know, I don't know anything about basketball or football. <laughs> like, I don't know the sports. But I know how to look at men. But anyway, Dwayne was on there, and he was talking about the way that they're raising their kids and that, you know, it really doesn't bother him when... Um, I mean, not to say that it doesn't bother him, but he doesn't get gravely upset when people like say things about the way he's raising um, Zaya or Kav or any of his children. And he's like, especially when it comes to Zaya, it creates the opportunity for conversations to be had. And mm-hmm. he's like, you know, we were prepared. He's like, I mean, we saw her before she saw her. So we were prepared. And mm-hmm. he was like, Gab was the first one to point it out to him. And she was like, so what you going to do? And he was like, we made the decision to love our children. And it, and that's mm-hmm. why it makes me so mad when people have all these comments about um, mm-hmm. Zaya and about the way they're raised. Like, why are y'all mad at this man for loving his child? Because that's literally all yeah. he's doing. Yeah. So I love that. Okay. So lastly, we're going to talk about Florida, man. Because, you know, <laughs> you know what we love on this podcast? Florida. Florida like you do. We love y'all. <laughs> well, as an aside, there was this sign that was making fun of Americans in England. And somebody else was like, y'all are the Florida of Europe. Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> I was like, okay, y'all just dragged the fuck out of them. Anyways, so a 24-year-old man was arrested on Saturday after trying to speed away from law enforcement. Funny how they can um, arrest people when they're not black. Anyways, Mm. (laughs) so Mm. Ignacio, Luis, La Madrid, Gomez, that was his whole name, um, is accused (laughs) of speeding away from a Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission officer, which isn't even like a real officer in my mind. Anyways, (laughs) but uh, he was going about 100 miles per hour in a 45 mile zone. He tried to pull him over and watched as he drove into ongoing traffic. So during the arrest, he told the deputies that he was trying to go back to Cuba and they found two passports and $430 in his car. So, I don't know. <laughs> I was just like, were you trying to drive? Because that was my was first confused. question was <laughs> so I mean, was this money for t- for plane tickets? Uh, which I would think a plane ticket to Cuba would cost a little more, but maybe not. I don't know. And maybe he got to hook up. It's from Florida. They're really close. Uh, true, tr- true that, true that. So I was like, maybe. But yeah, I was like, so did he think he could? 
Maybe he thought if he went fast enough, he would just, you know, jump right over. <laughs> you! <laughs> exactly! <laughs> he was going to yeet himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I wasn't ready for this. <laughs> oh. There's also this guy on TikTok. He's listening to like Soldier Boy and he takes his mask off because CDC says they could, but he's like, I don't want to look like an anti masker. And so it loops <laughs> like Soldier Boy. I had to send it to you. It's hilarious. Anyways, we're going to take a break real quick and we'll be right back. And we are back, and now it is time for our Someone Something. Someone Something. (laughs) So, we're going to talk about In Our Mother's Gardens. Yay! Creating Space for Black Women. And I'm kind of mad because you watched it without me. It didn't tell me about it. I'm (laughs) sorry. I literally... I like space. (laughs) I literally was like... Um, just sitting down, watching TV, flipping through the channels, talking in another group chat, and one of my friends was like, "Oh, I'm watching um uh, in our mother's garden, and um you should watch it." I was like, "Okay, ain't doing nothing else," and I just pulled it up and watched it. Then I actually thought it was gonna be a series, so I was like, "Okay, I'll mm-hmm. start it." And it's not a series, um, but it was so good. I ended up sitting there and watching the whole thing. It it cut into my nap time. So that's how you know it's good that I sacrificed nap minutes to watch it, to finish it. it, it my text messages have been open this whole time. <laughs> and you were like, I'm sorry. Oh, this is a good movie you should I'm watch. I'm sorry. I, just... I, I, I offer penance. I don't know what it, exactly, but. I, I don't know what was happening with you either, but I appreciate and I accept your comments. Anyways, <laughs> so this is a Netflix documentary that sets out to show how maternal lineages have shaped generations of Black women. In the meditative documentary, In Our Mother's Gardens, the stories can warm a room in any season. Opening with a quote from Alice Walker, whose book In Search of Our Mother's Gardens inspired the film's title, the documentary sets out to show how, again, Black maternal lineages have, New York Times likes to repeat themselves, <laughs> shaped the idea of Black womanhood. Uh, the director, Chantrell P. Lewis, who also appears in the film as a subject, weaves together interviews with Black women from a variety of backgrounds, including the activist, Tarana Burke, the entrepreneur, Latham Thomas, and professor, professor, Brittany Cooper, the author of Eloquent Rage, a Black Feminist Discovers Her Superpower. The interviewees offer anecdotes about their mothers and grandmothers and reflect on how the relationships nourish them. And I'm just like, I'm really excited about that. I think I'm in this place in life where I'm just all about womanhood and having great relationships with women Mm -hmm. and so like this i'm like yes i'm on it (laughs) we'll find everybody will find a story in this that you can relate to um Mm -hmm. there were a few women i think it was maybe two or three women who were first generations um there were women who were raised by their grandmother. It was just every situation is there. Every situation is there. Yeah. Yeah, I'm super excited about it. I'm going to watch it when I have a moment. I'm trying to think, did I cry? (laughs) I think I did. (laughs) But I don't think it was a sad cry. I think it was, oh, this is a beautiful cry. Or because something really resonated with me. I don't think it was a sad cry. Yeah. Alrighty, so we're going to move on to definitely watch it on Netflix, but we're going to move on to our pro-life decision. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Look at your face. <laughs> I put a little, which it wasn't bad because this is really good tequila, so it doesn't taste that much at all. Mm-hmm. But this is more tequila than juice. <laughs> 
That's fun. <laughs> I had a really great tequila yesterday with my friend. And I took a picture of the bottle. And then I looked at it today. And it's blurry <laughs> as hell. <laughs> I hate when that happens. Fuck. <laughs> I texted to her. I was like, clearly, I didn't do what I was supposed to do here. But, okay. So, this week, of course, April. May. This is the month we're in. May. May <laughs> yes. is Mental Health Awareness Month. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, there's a podcast that, who really values your wellness. We talk about mental health all the time. But I asked our good friend Becca for some topic ideas, and she came up with PTSD. Mm. PTSD is something that is not just for people who served in the military. Mm-hmm. And nowadays, with the pandemic, with being a woman in blackness, with um, all the racial trauma we had to deal with, PTSD for black women is front and center. Yeah. So we're gonna, first, we're going to talk about knowing what PTSD is and recognizing the signs and acknowledging the experiences that cause them. That's the first major step to getting help. So PTSD stands for post-traumatic stress disorder. And it's a mental health condition that can develop after experiencing or witnessing a traumatic event such as a natural disaster, which y'all know my life in February, (laughs) a serious accident, violence, the sudden or an unexpected death of a loved one, and another, any other life-threatening situation. And I don't know if it's just me, but I feel like a lot of that happened in that list. Yep. <laughs> uh, for people with PTSD, having lived through such extreme circumstances can lead to a wide range of symptoms. Some people seem to relive the trauma through memories, flashbacks, or nightmares. Others appear emotionally distant or numb and avoid situations or people that might be reminders of the traumatic event. Or they may feel on edge, anger easily, and struggle with sleep and concentration issues. Again, a lot of that is me. (laughs) So, um, in thinking about this, I also thought about our book club friend who did racial identity with Black girls, where it's like, we don't feel only Black. We don't feel only women. But, like, our identity is the intersection of those two. So, um... It does, PTSD impacts white and black communities at different rates, in different ways, and for different reasons. 9.1% of African Americans have been diagnosed with PTSD, compared to 6.8% white Americans. African Americans, men and women, children and adults have a higher chance of being victims of traumatic violent crime, which makes meeting the criteria for PTSD more likely. Repeated exposure to racism can also increase a person's risk of developing PTSD. And I think that's what a lot of us have. One thing, one in three women are victims of sexual assault. This is the most common form of trauma in women. Mm -hmm. And so that's why I was talking about like being black comes with its own set of traumas, but being woman also does. And we don't differentiate from that. (laughs) Like it's just both of these things occur. And, um, yeah, so, like, it is, you know, you know, we talk about therapy. It's very important because I think a lot of us try to channel through and push through things. But there's so many things on a regular basis that traumatize us and we don't even, like, experience it as trauma so we can heal from it. We just deal and we cope and we ignore and a lot of times we don't even recognize it as trauma it's just life yeah you know mm-hmm. like i've heard i've heard people this one guy in particular i was talking to and he was telling me about something that happened in his childhood and i was like fuck you know that's traumatic and he's like no no mm-hmm. that was that was every day i was like no 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 (laughs) (laughs) i understand that you didn't view it as traumatic because this is something that happened all the time in your neighborhood but baby that was trauma and it has affected Mm -hmm. you and that's why you act Mm -hmm. like you act now (laughs) i mean like you don't always recognize it 
yeah, like the whole storm thing. It was just, it was a bit of trauma of being displaced. Uh, yes. Which I've never been yes. displaced before. And so at least I woke up, but it wasn't immediate. And that's another thing that I read in a book was like the thing with PTSD is you experience a trauma and you don't heal from it. Mm-hmm. And so that's why I kind of woke up one day and text my therapist like, hey, you up? <laughs> hey, big kid. <laughs> you know, like, let's stop. You know, and so her big thing is like working on self-care. We're working on that. But, um, you know, like there's so many traumas. Like I saw a picture of Tatiana Jefferson, a Tatiana Jefferson, who was a woman that was unjustly killed in Fort Worth. And I can't tell you the trauma that hit my body. Yeah. Anytime I see a picture of Sandra Bland, I'm like, First, I look at her, and I'm like, oh, that's my friend. No, she's not my friend. She's a black woman that got mm-hmm. killed that could have been me. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and so, it was things like that. Like, we're so... The world is smaller because of social mm-hmm. media and stuff mm-hmm. like that. But it's also so much more traumatizing. Right. Um, I, I made that point to someone about um, why I felt like most black people, especially those of us who are you know, in this age where we do spend a lot of time on social media and we're internet savvy, it's because we're literally witnessing things. Like, it's not just a report of what happened. There have been Mm -hmm. times when I've been on Twitter and I've witnessed things happen in real time. And Mm -hmm. it's too much. Like, your system is not made for that. It's too much. Yeah. So, we're going to talk about, go to another article and talk about nine healthy ways of coping with PTSD anxiety. Um, Interesting to me that they put PTSD and anxiety, because I think a lot of times we do. You and I regularly talk about, oh, I have anxiety. Maybe PTSD is just showing up in our lives, but, you know, you never know. So, uh, people with post-traumatic stress disorder often struggle with frequent and intense symptoms of anxiety. These strong cis- symptoms of anxiety often lead people with PTSD to rely on unhealthy ways of coping, such as drug or alcohol use, or both. You never know. <laughs> but there are I am not being talked ways. to. <laughs> <laughs> I talked to you. <laughs> Fortunately, there are a number of healthy ways we can work through to cope with society. Anxiety. First one, deep breathing. And funny enough, I was talking to my friend yesterday because we were in like a hookah lounge. And I was talking about you and how you make fun of me because I don't breathe deep. And I'm like, every time. I just don't. <laughs> I, I just can't. I like, every time I, I practice my... deep breathing, I think of you. I really do. Honest <laughs> God, I do. <laughs> I'm like, I got like six <laughs> seconds of breath in me. I don't know. I just can't. But um, it says it may sound silly, but many people do not breathe properly. Probably me. But even when I try to breathe in my belly, I still feel like I just don't have that much breath in me. <laughs> <laughs> but over time, people forgot how to breathe this way. And instead, they use their chest and shoulders. They have short and shallow breaths, which can increase stress and anxiety. It's really funny because on SNL, there's a girl, and I really like her song. I remember her name, but then she was performing, and she was so, like, heady in sound, and I was so upset because I was like, you're so good in the studio, but you sound awful. (laughs) Anyways. (laughs) Next up, progressive muscle relaxation. I typically do this in bed when I can't sleep, but... It focuses on alternating between tensing and relaxing different muscle groups throughout the body. So they usually start like at your feet and you tense your foot and you release it. And then you tense your legs and you release it. But somehow the relaxation method is similar to a pendulum. Complete relaxation of your muscles can be obtained by first going to the other extreme and then relaxing them. And by tensing your muscles, a common symptom of anxiety, and immediately relaxing them, the symptom of muscle tension may become a signal to relax every time. So Chris and I literally are both like <laughs> tensing our shoulders because shoulders, yes. they hurt. Yes. <laughs> I, I, let me tell you, those of you, and I know Doyen has done this, those of you who randomly tweet out, 
you know, to relax, unclench your teeth. Let me tell y'all, y'all are God sins because every time I read a message like that, I realize I am clenched up. I realize my shoulders mm-hmm. are hunched up. I realize my teeth are clenched. Like, and I clench my teeth. I don't realize I'm doing it until I have a headache most of the time. So thank y'all for mm-hmm. sending those reminders. Cause yes. <laughs> I do follow an account called Stop Slouching Now. <laughs> and I share it on my page. And half the time people are like, Yeah, I was slouching. I, yeah. So. <laughs> also a sloucher. I had to catch myself this morning because I've gotten to the point now that when I brush my teeth in the morning, I lean over on the sink. And I was like, how fucking lazy can you be? Stand up, girl. So it's like I had to catch myself because it's like I just slouch over for everything. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't like farmhouse sinks because I'm like, I feel like I had to lean into it. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole other issue. Anyways. Next up is mindfulness. Using mindfulness for anxiety can be very helpful. We had talked about mindfulness many times on the episode, um, on the podcast, but mindfulness has been around for ages. And, you know, now mental health professionals are talking to, beginning to recognize that mindfulness can have many benefits. And so it's just about being in touch with and aware of the present moment. So often in our lives, we are stuck in our heads, caught up in the anxiety and worries of daily life. Me, I like to multitask. And um, yeah, so like that was what a couple weeks ago when I watched the movie without doing anything else. That was a activity of mindfulness. My brain was still racing, but at least I was physically <laughs> just trying to watch the show. <laughs> I love that for you. <laughs> like I want you to... It's, it's a, you know, which you do it because you read, but I don't know. Maybe you take many breaks when you read. I don't know. But I, I I, really want you to get to the point where you can, like, enjoy a movie and not wander. Yeah. And I think reading is the only thing where I, I can focus. Yeah. It, it's my state of flow, yeah. really. Yeah. I love reading, which... <laughs> Our book, Critter Book Club. Listen, give, listen, one more week. <laughs> give me one more week and I'm going to be done. Because I really like this book. It is so cute. It is, it is so book. lighthearted. I just need one more week. <laughs> okay. I was just like, where do y'all go do it? Like, I'll take it to the <laughs> Anyways. Okay. Um, next up, self-monitoring. Uh, self-monitoring can be a way of getting a handle on your anxiety. We are all creatures of habit. We often go about our days without thinking, being unaware of how much that goes on around us. So um, this may be useful in some situations, but other times this lack of awareness makes us feel as though our thoughts and our emotions are completely unpredictable and unmanageable. I like to say that I'm a cancer, and so I can be the both. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we can't really address uncomfortable symptoms of anxiety without being aware of what situations bring up these feelings. So self-monitoring is a way to bring this awareness. Um, another word you can use is journaling. Um, I like to journal in a book, but I'm not always around the book. And sometimes you just need to like put it down in the Apple Notes. And a lot of y'all be whatever Androids have. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of y'all be journaling on Twitter, and I don't like that. <laughs> oh no, what's worse is journaling on Nextdoor. I don't oh my need god. to know. Oh my god. <laughs> or Facebook groups. I don't need to know your problems. I don't need to know that your boyfriend is like about to break up with you because your blood sugar high. Like, <laughs> and I think that what people don't understand is I get invested in your drama. It's like. <laughs> So when you never give me a resolution or, you know, you move on, I'm like, no, bitch, what happened? <laughs> right. You went back to that nigga, even though he was being an asshole. Listen, okay. speaking of I speaking of next door, remember how I was like, it's always people complaining about cats. <laughs> mm-hmm. Today, there was a message. We had a loose pig in the neighborhood. <laughs> this is uh, such a Mississippi such thing. Such a southern Mississippi thing. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody and don't 
Don't leave your pig around me. Okay. True bacon. Okay. Real. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and they say there's going to be a bacon shortage, like we're having a chicken shortage. So, but everybody was super nice. Like everybody was leaving messages, like, "Okay, girl, we'll be on the lookout." And blah blah blah. <laughs> she was like, "One of our pigs got out the pen, and so there's a loose pig in the neighborhood." <laughs> Is it a big one? I don't know. Like, if it's like a toy one, I'll give it back because that's not even that much bacon. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I had to kiss a potbelly pig. It was a, it was a, it was a dare. Well, it was a dare. Let's just say that. it was a fundraiser, actually. But yeah, mm-hmm. I and a lot of my friends who are not from Mississippi when I understand this, but I went to a pig picking. Mm-hmm. And, like, back in the woods, kind of, like, close to the refugee area mm-hmm. with, like, white people. And, like, we would just pick pieces out of the pig mm-hmm. and, like, eat it because it was okay. cooked. <laughs> and I'm, like, maybe that wasn't safe. It was okay. It was it, delicious. I always, Who cares? I feel safe where, yeah, like, I would love to go to another pig. I feel like our immune <laughs> systems are better because of our childhoods and because of the things we did growing <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. Well, that was in college. But, okay. Next up. And this is very important, and I think um, this is why I have such great friends with you and Becca, is social support. Over and over again, research has found that finding support from others can be a major factor in helping people overcome the negative effects of a traumatic event and PTSD. Yeah. Having, having someone you can trust that you can talk to can be very helpful for working through stressful situations. So the other day, I called my best friend. I was like, hey. You busy? <laughs> Good. I have anxiety. <laughs> like, like, let's talk about this house anxiety. And so, like, just talking to her, I felt, like, better. And having that social support, and um, especially within the pandemic, mm-hmm. there's a podcast, TED Talk podcast link that I sent y'all about, like, finding your why within, like, hard times. But really it was about, like, having that space to be like, okay, talk to a group of friends and be like, hey, if I'm having a fucking hard day and I need to talk, can we yeah. talk? You know, and having that space to have those discussions. Uh, let me tell you how, and I forgot to, this is just how zoned out I was. I forgot to mention to you how good that um, was. So when you sent it and I saw it and it said, you know, how to find your why, my mind said, I know my why. And I just kind of left it there. And I was cause, cause I do know my why as far as work is concerned, but I was mm-hmm. at work and I, <laughs> so I got the prelimin- preliminary findings back from my audit. And a lot of the stuff that they want me to address doesn't, is it, is it really me? Like, but, it, mm-hmm. but you know, whatever. So it affects my department. So whatever. So I got really overwhelmed when I started looking at everything that I need to do, like by July. And it's mm-hmm. a lot. And it's a lot of stuff that I'm doing that someone else really should be doing. But because I have control issues, I'm doing it. And mm-hmm. I just started like swimming. Like, no, I wasn't swimming. I was drowning. And mm-hmm. I, my mind went to that that podcast that episode like okay I'm gonna listen to this because even though I know my why I know why I'm doing this Mm -hmm. um sometimes you do need a reminder and Mm -hmm. listening to it you know kind of helped me get back together yeah I'm glad yeah (laughs) (laughs) um I'm still to the point like I I kind of operate on a sense of autopilot on things I'm good with so like when people are like oh your purpose I'm like I don't know my purpose I just know I'm good at these things and it's easy for me to do it and so I do it (laughs) (laughs) and so like you know my why is like more of a deeper dig but I felt like I wasn't overwhelmed by what they were saying which was like you know sometimes the why is just I care about people and I want people to be good and happy and well and so that's how I get there. So, and maybe I have found my purpose. I don't know. <laughs> um, next up, self soothing. Now, my favorite type of self soothing is alcohol, but apparently, alcohol and drugs. <laughs> so, when you're experiencing anxiety, it is important to have ways of coping with these feelings. 
For example, seeking out social support can be an excellent way of improving your mood. However, the anxiety associated with symptoms of PTSD can occur unexpectedly, and social support may not be readily available. So there are some coping strategies that you can do, um, and it will be linked in the episode. I will say one thing that's interesting is tapping. I thought tapping was weird. I was like, why am I tapping my body? Mm -hmm. But if you go through the, like, process of what it Mm -hmm. is, it is just, like, you know, being very in tune with your Mm -hmm. body. And so it has helped me to be more calm, especially because my anxiety usually happens in the middle of the night when I'm supposed to be sleeping. And so sometimes I do have to tap myself. Um, Other things I do with self-soothing is I use... You know, I'm a big fan of Shine, even though they ain't gave us money yet. But (laughs) their sleep stories, sleepy retelling of stories, and like I was listening to their Golden Girls sleepy version. I don't know what it is because I fell asleep, but (laughs) you know, like it was just calming because it was like they kind of started talking about that. They started talking about like good friendships and how great that is for your life and all that. So. So, one of the soothing things I do as well is listening to stories. And, um, Mm -hmm. so Doyen does shine. I do calm and our good sis, Tabitha Brown has a sleep story on calm. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) y'all like, so like that, it is just as calming as you would imagine. Like at first I was like, I don't know how calming this is going to be because I'm probably going to be tickled. Mm -hmm. She probably got five words in and I was out. Like, I mean, her voice was so soothing. Um, she's a Southerner and she has a draw, but she slowed it down even more. And she's, she was just telling a story about her life. I mean, but it was so good. And also, um, because my anxiety has been super high lately, when um, Beverly Cleary passed away... <laughs> I had like, um, I had a ton of uh, audible credits because I rarely remember to use them. I bought up like all of the Ramona books. I bought up uh, Super Fudge, Tales of the Third Grade Nothing. I bought all those books. So lately I've been listening to some of my favorite childhood books at night to kind of help soothe me. But I love stories to help soothe me at night. And a nice yeah. cocktail. <laughs> Sometimes a cop. <laughs> Anyways, I was not prepared. Sorry, it's just Jen. It wasn't me. It was Jen. <laughs> anyway, so uh, next up, expressive writing. Um, I know we talked about you know going through our emotions before, but they talk about using journaling to cope with express your thoughts and feelings. Um, in PTSD in particular, expressive writing has found to have a number of benefits, including improved coping, post-traumatic growth, um, the ability to find meaning in and have positive life changes following a traumatic event and reduce PTSD symptoms, tension, and anger. So Chris and I in the past have talked about um, doing journal prompts, but I think I'm going to bring that back on our social media just because like... Sometimes it is hard to just show up to an open page and like know what to write. So yeah, and another thing, um, there's some really great shadow work prompts. I'm kind of I steer away from shadow work because they said I still have to have like a good self esteem before I start shadow work, and we gotta work on that. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I'm not ready, to. but. Right. I was just like, oh, oh, you you want me to think I'm the shit? Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, next up, distraction. Purposeful mm, use of distraction techniques can be a benefit in coping with emotions that are strong and feel uncomfortable, such as anxiety and fear. Uh, the picture that they used was doing a puzzle. And that was really impactful to me because, like, doing a puzzle is really hard for me because I just don't be paying attention. <laughs> and it, it takes time. Like, you can't just, like, you can't just walk up to a puzzle and figure it out in, like, 30 minutes. Or if you do, please tell me because I don't know. <laughs> but I think having that time to, and one thing, actually, that was really impactful for me was learning how to do Sudoku puzzles. Mm-hmm. Because, again, I... I don't 
move I don't move slowly like I thrive on just being scatterbrained and so the fact that like I finally learned how to like solve Sudoku puzzles it is really funny because um the way I do it is um Cat Williams had a joke about his pumps during sex and I sing it to myself. So I'd be like, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, <laughs> ten. And like, it's just nine. <laughs> Wait. Well, he said 11, 12. But anyways. Wait. You, so you don't know where that's from. I can't wait. No, it's from Sesame Street. He he used it in his joke, but it's from Sesame Street. Oh. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Do, 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 yeah. okay so i heard it from cat williams but that's the way i figured out how to like count out my i love no i love that like i love that (laughs) i cannot do sudoku so (laughs) i love that yeah you just don't do it in pen do it in pencil yeah i'm not gonna do it at all (laughs) i've discovered um logic puzzles uh there's one particular that i really like it reminds me of the logic puzzles we used to do when I was in school. And it's mm-hmm. a good distraction. Also, you brought up Sudoku. Mahjong. I got into Mahjong because of my anxiety. Um, my mm-hmm. I was with a different doctor at the time, but she recommended it. And I do like it. Mm, that was my good old 95 Windows <laughs> activity. Um, other things. Uh, I've gotten really... I keep downloading these games and they're really just like another version of like Candy Crush, yeah. but I got to do <laughs> something too. to do another me action. Too. So I have like four of those games and I just cycle through them when they make me mad. We are the and same. I like... don't get it. We are the same. <laughs> and then um, I love, you know, word searches. I love um, crossword puzzles. I am an old woman. And it's funny <laughs> enough, my friend and I were talking and she said her drunk woman name was Patricia. And I was like, why is this Patricia? And she's like, because I'm old. I'm like, you know what? Mine's Gwendolyn, but I don't like being called Gwen. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, I don't like being called Pat either. I'm like, you know what? You get me. <laughs> okay, so last thing is behavioral activation. I know that sounds very overwhelming, but basically... <sighs> I'm breathing hard because they're about to come for us. <laughs> anxiety and avoidance go hand in hand. While the avoidance of anxiety-provoking situations may help reduce anxiety at the moment, in the long term, it may prevent you from living a meaningful and rewarding life. It's especially as this avoidance goes bigger and bigger. <laughs> Rude. So, behavioral Activation is a way of increasing your activity level as well as how you engage in positive and rewarding activities. Through behavioral activation, you can reduce symptoms of depression and anxiety. So, let's go zip lining. <laughs> Listen. But, um, lastly, I would say if your loved one are struggling with anxiety, there is a helpline that you can use to get support and treatment facilities in your area we will definitely link this on a podcast but like i said especially as black women we're the most educated we really be doing the shit but at the same time we don't cope with our shit yeah and also i want to say you know talk to your doctor and be truthful about what you're dealing with um, I, <laughs> when they ask you how many drinks no, you had a week. No, <laughs> none of your goddamn business. That's what. <laughs> um, but um, I think I I think I talked on the show about, matter of fact, it was right afterwards after I got diagnosed with PTSD. And I, it was, it was shocking and, and whatever to me because I didn't think of it that way, but I knew I had high anxiety. But for the first time, what happened was I had a panic attack. And for the first time, I told the doctor exactly what was going on in my mind and where things were stemming from and what I knew what gave me the anxiety attack. And I could have been handling things different all this time had I just said. And it's and trust me, I know that it is not that easy. 
It is not that easy. Mm-hmm. Like I actually, <clears throat> this was around the time that I was moving. And for the mm-hmm. first time I voiced what was wrong out loud. I told my mom and I felt like I needed to tell her because I needed her help with moving. And mm-hmm. um, yeah. And so I'm not saying it like it's easy. It's not easy. But one thing the article talked about was friend groups. And, you know, um, I, I'm i a lot more transparent with um, you and Becca because I feel safe. And I don't, I don't like feeling vulnerable. And it literally stems from just times when I have been vulnerable and then people disappoint me. So it's like, okay, well, I'm not doing that anymore. But I feel safe, you know. So friends are important. And I love the internet because now we have even more friends. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. like like with our <laughs> like with our book like with our uh book group, yeah. we had one of our uh book group members defend her dissertation. I was at work, I stopped what I was doing to watch her defend her dissertation, and at mm-hmm. one point, um, one of my coworkers came in my office and he was like, "What are you What are you doing?" She thought I was on a call, and I was like, "Oh no, I'm watching my friend get her dissertation. Like, I'm watching my friend <laughs> defend her dissertation, yeah. like." It just, communities are so important and I love, that's one of the positives of social media and of the internet is having broader community. Yes. And it, even like, especially, you know, at the beginning of the pandemic, I made two really great friends who were both in our book club. And so, you know, one of them, I'm like, you were supposed to build this basement so that I could <laughs> live there for a week. And now... It's a game space for your child. I don't, I don't understand. I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, so, like, what is what's so great about being Black women is we do have beautiful life-affirming mm-hmm. relationships. Mm-hmm. And, you know, anytime you talk about your emotions, I'm like, hey! <laughs> Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Don't be suspicious. Okay, so we're going to move along to our favorite part of the pod, the Buy You a Dream. Um, I'll go first because mine is short and sweet. This huh? week, I am buying a drink for my nephew slash cousin <laughs> he is graduated from high school he's really my cousin but his mom and i are my granny's only two grandchildren we're the same age we were raised up like sisters so he calls me tt and i call him my nephew um he's graduated from high school i am so super super proud of him we had we had some we had some troubling nights some troubling times but he's mm. made it he got a full ride scholarship to alabama a&m um and we're just mm. super excited and proud and happy for him since he is 18 i won't make him drink a shirley temple um i'll let him have a little champagne <laughs> <laughs> so md <MD-20-20>. tweets <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, I'm gonna buy a drink for our book club. Yay! Fuck, <laughs> and I love this. Yes, dearly. Yes. Um, we don't always read the books that we're supposed to read, <laughs> but <laughs> we we come together and we support each That's other. That's right. So we did have somebody who just um successfully did her dissertation with her masters. We have somebody else who's having a baby. Yes. We had somebody who had a cat. Which is yes. hilarious because she thought she had a girl cat <laughs> and then she had a boy cat. But, <laughs> you know, they're, they're a really dope group of people mm-hmm. all over the nation that we, we like to read books and we like to read a diverse panel mm-hmm. of books. So it's not, I just, I'm still upset about the Eric Jerome Dickey. Like, book that I read, like, Listen. every once in a while, I just get bad. That book is still <laughs> sitting on my nightstand. And so sometimes I look at it and I think, was he sick at this time? Like, was something going on? Because this ain't right. I don't know. He seemed angry. I think he seemed angry. It was just all but over the place. Like... <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> Gloria, why don't you tell people how they can get in contact with us? Alrighty. We are on the Twitter as PLD Pod. 
Um, we could send out our first tweet as NFT. I don't know if anybody's going to pay mm. for it, but you know, <laughs> seems like a thing we could do. Uh, we are on the Instagram as Poor Life Decision. One decision, because we really are trying to change them one at a time. Sometimes we do have to loop back and, you know, like... Because it's real. Keep, keep going. Yeah, yeah. Life is a, a journey of improvement. It's not a moment. Um... You can also email us at hello at poorlifedecision.com. We really do want you to tell us like what you want to talk about. We we are a podcast for the people. For the people. And we are so happy to speak for you. Um also our Instagram no, our Etsy. The other thing <laughs> is also poor life decision. So Yes. That's all I got. Yes, be sure you check that Etsy out because there are plenty of cute little gifts. Love that mug. Cute, cute. Like, you know you have a favorite TT who may contain alcohol. That's all I'm saying. And um, yeah. watch out. Or check out our Instagram. Like, Doyen, make sure, listen, if there is a day that we are supposed to observe alcohol, <laughs> Doyen going to let us know. But she it. also does a great yeah. job of, of just keeping us abreast of everything we should be observing. Keep an eye out on Instagram because, um, like she said, we probably will return to doing some journal prompting. I think that's a super idea. Um, so yeah. just keep a lookout. We got a lot of stuff coming for you. Um, again, I would love for all of you to please wear your sunscreen. Um, I would love for you to drink water. I would love for you to take your meds. And I would just love for you to be gentle with yourself. Funny enough, there is a sunscreen day in um, May. And I'm going to post about it because of you. All right now. All right now. <laughs> <laughs> All okay. right, guys. Bye. We love, we love you. Bye. I just looked at my wrist. I got time today. Fuck it, I'm crossing the line today. The hate be so real, the love be fake. Be bumping they gums and bumping my tape. Don't go against me, they ask for my help. Go get out your feelings and get it yourself. Might got the same shoes, but you ain't gonna step. That shit that you just put out, you could.